everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of What'd You Think? Where we talk about the movies, TV shows, and video games we love or sometimes hate. My name is Matt Zabita, and I want to introduce my co-host, Eric Hargrove. Eric, what's happening, Captain? Uh, not a whole lot, man. How you doing? Yeah, you know, can't complain. Living, surviving, you know... <laughs> Trying to, uh, yeah, <laughs> roughing it in my house. I know with running water. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, my my issue is I've been slowly gaining weight, so it's like now it's like in like okay, I'm in go mode where I need to uh, eat correctly. I've been tracking my calories. I've been biking, which is good. I've been like pushing myself further. Uh, I usually bike like two days on, like a day off or whatever. Um, so I've just been like pushing myself on each bike ride. I had like an excellent bike ride yesterday. Today's my day off. And, uh, yeah, just trying to, trying to stay motivated, trying to keep sane. And I feel like I've just been playing way too many video games recently and just <laughs> try not to be lazy. So that's, I think that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, at least you're, uh, at least like you're aware of it and you're kind of doing something about it it's also really good because the weather's getting a lot nicer yes uh, yep. i think for the last week when i've wanted to work out i've actually gone out on the deck and like worked out outside and it's been really nice um yeah man it's it's funny you should you should follow brendan shaw because he's he's kind of like gotten thick over the quarantine too if anyone knows he's a comedian and he got <laughs> a know. mountain bike yeah and he got a mountain bike and he has like this thick boy biker club thing that he's doing <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you could be part of the thick boy bike club. yeah maybe <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny yeah I'm, I'm just riding around like a mountain bike that my father-in-law had in his garage i think it was one of his daughter's old bike. It's like purple. I don't even care. It's like, you know, it's a bike. Like it does what I need to do. It has all the gears and speeds. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to like spend money on a bike. Cause who knows how long I'm going to be biking. But, um, it's well, I just, mean, you might like it, you know, you might keep doing it. You know, well, that's the thing. I, 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 yeah. If, if I like it more and like, I see myself wanting to do it, like maybe I will invest in like a road bike or something, but Right now, it gets it gets the job done. It's doing what I need to do, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Getting outside, like you said, the weather has been. It's actually really awesome for the next week here in New Jersey. It's supposed to mm -hmm. uh, even be nicer. So um, great weather to get out and and do that. So um, cool. So let's kind of get to this episode. Um, so this one is just we're gonna go back to our free roam episodes that we started. Uh, I think it was back in February. Then like quarantine happened, and then. Uh, it kind of became free room for a bit. Then we were doing some movie <laughs> reviews, but, um, yeah, there wasn't anything really, uh, going on, uh, with movies this past week. We couldn't really decide what we wanted to review. Um, but I think next week we're going to review Capone, um, which is the new, uh, Tom Hardy film with directed by Josh Trank. I think we're going to do that next week. So that's tentative. We'll, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we'll kind of just see what we want to do here, uh, do for that episode. But yeah, this week we're just going to talk about some some movie news, talk a little bit about that, um, just some stuff we've been watching or been playing uh, and stuff like that. So um, let's start with some movie news. Uh, so I'm going to start a little little somber on, on this episode, uh, but the legendary character actor Fred Willard, uh, passed away this week of Friday, May 15th at the age of 86 years old. Um, I mean, this guy was in everything. I think in IMDb, he has over like 300 credits. It's it's crazy. Is that real? Over yeah. 300? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when I looked uh, earlier, uh, he had like three 300 or so. Um, but Fred Willard, I think most people, um, a lot of people loved his movie uh directed by christopher guest uh best in show um never heard of it yeah this was a film that came out in the, i think to the 2000s uh and it was pretty much just like it, it was based on like a national dog show um and you know like you know how they have like the dog show every year where like the the dogs are like nice and prim and proper and they like they trout them on stage and stuff like that um yeah it's kind of ridiculous and funny but yeah, I, I, it's been on in my house 
a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. So it was it was a movie just kind of like making fun of that, and uh, it's just one of those like kind of comedy gems. Um, I honestly haven't seen it in a really long time. Is Will Ferrell in it? No, he's he's not in it. No, it sounds like something he would be in. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it has it has a lot of uh, a lot of big people in it. Um, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Parker Posey, um, Will Sasso was in it. Michael McKean, who was in Breaking uh, Better Call Saul. Um, a lot of great actors, and yeah, um, Fred Willard played. He was one of the announcers, and. I remember him being really funny, but now that he's like passed away, I want to rewatch that movie because I feel like I might appreciate it more as as an adult uh, than I did as a teenager for sure. So, uh, but yeah, he he was most notable. He was an anchorman. I think that's what I mm-hmm. probably know him best from. Still, I know Eric. That's what you know him from. He yep. he played uh, the boss of um, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But another a pretty cool thing, a fun fact about him, he was actually the very first actor or the first live actor to appear in a Pixar film. Uh, do you know which film that was? No, I have no idea. So you ever see Wally? Yeah. So he was the by and large uh, CEO uh, that there was like old video tapings of him mm-hmm. uh, and he was a live actor in the movie and that was the first time picture i ever did that with um with a what are the characters in the movie put an actual live person into their animated film so thought that was interesting but um that's an interesting movie yeah wally yeah oh, i love Wally's that movie crazy, it's man. so good um but yeah so very sad that uh fred willard um passed away this week uh it's uh, he was a character actor he's actually one of the last thing they did was the new show that's coming out, Space Force, that uh, Netflix show that stars um, Steve, Steve Carell. Yeah. So the trailer I think came out last week for it, or like just like a like a week before he passed. Uh, so he's in all ten episodes of that show. So he plays a uh, a big recurring role in it. So at least uh, we get to see that um, as the last thing that he was in. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, just just sad. I don't know if you have any any thoughts on 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 his passing. No, no, just uh, you know, really really sad thing to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you kind of said everything, Matt. Yeah. So yeah, Fred for Willard, you definitely will be missed. Uh, he's man, he was just in so many so many good things over the years. So, all right, so. All right. What else? Um, so I feel like the, a lot of news, we're not going to like dive deep into a lot of news. A lot of things have been happening. Um, one of the things that I've been talking about still is like, are the movie theaters going to reopen? I mean, I, th- I think I saw an article talking about how, te- I mean, Tenet, Tenet, Christopher Knowles, new movie is scheduled to be released in released in July still. Um, but we I mean, still- you never know. It never still might, but I feel like a lot of movie theaters have to be open, and I think they said like eighty percent of movie theaters around the world have to be open uh, for that movie to actually come out. Um, hmm. So I'm curious to see what's happening. We we are seeing parts around our country uh, that are reopening, so we'll see what happens with the movie theaters. But I feel like that might be one of the last, not one of the last, but one of the few things coming up because I mean you're sitting in a theater for a couple hours of just like recycled air and it's yeah. definitely one of the easier places to catch it. I know I've, t- I've talked about on the past going on the show, but I never thought about like the whole like recycled air thing until someone, I, I heard someone mention it this past mm-hmm. week. I was like, Oh yeah, that's yeah, a pretty, pretty good thought. So um, no, it, it definitely is. The only thing that I would say is I've seen uh, recently, I don't know what state this was in, but, you can uh, schedule your workout time at your gym. Oh, so like that's a way that they're cutting, that they're ensuring that they're probably only going to a certain capacity and that they can like constantly be cleaning the equipment and, and you know, what have you. Um, so like, I feel like if they could get away with that, where you're essentially like panting in in a room, like, you know, maybe there's just like a filter that they can put on or, or whatever. So who knows? Yeah, it's you know? true. 
Yeah, I think that's that's a good thing to like yeah, reserve your spot. Um, but I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be the same for yeah, like you said with the gym, it's going to be the same for a lot of the a lot of situations or a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of retail shops and and such. So, um, but yeah, the reason I was bringing that up because we we're seeing a lot of movies just coming to video on demand. Like this past weekend, we saw the new Scoob movie, the new Scooby Doo yeah. movie come out to video on demand. Um, uh, we saw Trolls World Tour coming on the man. Uh, a movie I'm really excited for coming out in a few weeks is The King of Staten Island. Uh, oh, yeah. That Who's is that new, comedian? Uh, Pete Davidson. Uh, yep. It's kind of like a biography of his life um, directed by Judd Apatow. Um, that's coming out. But yeah, big, really big news article that came out today. Tom Hanks's new film. It was a World War II drama. Uh, based, I think it's like on a submarine um, called Greyhound. That was supposed to come out Father's Day, uh, but now Sony is sold it to Apple TV Plus. Um, so it's now going to be coming out on the streaming platform. I didn't see a release date for it just yet, but that was like the next one of the big big movies that were um, that's coming out uh, for uh, a th- uh, it was supposed to come out for a theatrical release. Now it's coming out home, so. Do you know um, what this is about? <laughs> um, honestly, I, I didn't look too much into it. All I know, because I the trailer came out a few months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I think like right before, I think in like February, like kind of right before all this happened. Um, all I know, it's a it's a World War II drama about um, Nazi U-boats and like the, I think, ships fighting the U-boats and stuff like that. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know too much about it. Uh, it stars Elizabeth Shue as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one of our favorite movies, Hollow Man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. This this actually, um, what the article I'm reading on Collider actually references her to the boys, but she was in Hollow. Oh Man. yeah, she was. Yeah, she was in the boys. Yeah, she played yeah. the. Uh, she played like the know, main. What what, woman. what would you call her? I don't even know, man. She was weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, one of something cool. I'm looking at the IMDb for Greyhound. The director, Aaron Schneider, won an Oscar in 2004 for Best Short Film Live Action. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, just um, before, what? huh? What What's the name of the movie? It's called Two Soldiers. Uh, it's about uh, Mississippi, just before Pearl Harbor. Two brothers, Pete, about 19, uh, and then Willie's younger brother, who's 10 years younger. They are clearly... Man, this summary is just written terribly. I was trying to read this summary. It's, it's written really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it pretty much is about two brothers before World War II, and looks like one is going away. Um, or trying to be recruited, but yeah, he won an Academy Award for this, and now he's doing a live action, a big feature film. I've never heard of this guy until today. Oh wow, he's worked on a lot of a lot of stuff. This guy, he, you, you ever <laughs> see the the movie from the nineteen ninety eight called Deep Rising? Yeah, I have. Oh my god, this is like one of my that? favorite movies as a kid. Uh, he 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 did like camera and equipment. He did like he worked on that movie. So this this director. You're so I'm going, going down, down a rabbit, rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I'm going down a rabbit hole now. <laughs> I'm like, all right, Matt. What else you got there? Yeah, Where are we right. going I'm, on this? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down this rabbit hole anymore. But anyways, um, I had no idea about this movie. Like, I'm Greyhound? assuming Tom Hanks. Yeah, I'm assuming Tom Hanks is producing this or something. He's kind of does he does a lot of World War II. He produces like like the he produced uh Saving Private Ryan with Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, so. he did um uh Band of Brothers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh actually you wanna know what's funny? I'm looking at all the producers on this movie and he <laughs> he is not one of them. Really? Yeah, he looks like he's just the actor in this one. So okay. uh and then the second assistant director, Kevin Collins of this movie. I'm just kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think, uh, this is, guys, this is what you're getting on this free room episode today. Um, no, what I was like, well, hold on now. Like, are you, are you going to watch this when it, when it debuts? Like, are you excited for this movie? You think it's going to be boring? Like, I feel like Tom Hanks is kind of, I I don't know. I mean, he's Tom Hanks, so you got to love him, but like, I feel like he only does these kinds of movies now, you know? Um, he does. He's based on a true story, and he plays the person. 
Like, he's done that for at least six out of the last ten movies he's Yeah, done. I don't know if this is a true story or not. I mean, I assume it is. Um, it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wasn't, like, that excited for it, but I agree that I feel like he's hasn't done anything, like, too spectacular over the years, um, over the past few years. Yeah, he had, like, Sully, Bridge of Spies, Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, he's like he just plays all like real people in the past. Yeah, he did that flight. Roles. Yeah, he did that flight movie or somewhere. He was a Ca- um, captain, not Captain Phillips. Um, yeah. Sully, Sully, Sully. Yeah, yeah, but then he did Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. Yeah, I mean, he just like plays these roles. I love him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying this is like this is like what he is now. Like Bruce Willis does, you know, bad action movies, and he just kind of plays himself and <laughs> yeah. shoots people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, I I feel like this this was just going to come out in theaters and not have a big um big showing for it. So maybe Sony's doing the right move by selling it to Apple TV. Apple bought it for 70 million. Yeah, I think that was it. the yeah, I think that's what they were speculating on. I'm not sure. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so the I think we're getting to a point where we're going to be seeing a lot of these uh, movies that were supposed to come out in theaters that are now just coming out to streaming because Capone, same thing with happened with Capone, uh, that was supposed to come out um, in the theaters at some point. It was delayed for a bit. We had just no idea when it was going to come out. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like all of a sudden, I think like a week or so before, they're like, "Yep, it's coming out this week," and we're like, "Oh, okay, there it is." So. <laughs> Um, yeah, we just didn't have time, um, to kind of just watch it. So we, we're going to check it out. I've been hearing some pretty, pretty mixed things on it. Um, but I, I still want to maybe review it. We might still have some good conversation out of it. So, yeah, I mean, if it's it, from what I've heard, it's, it, I, I feel like it's almost like a Bronson style movie mm-hmm. and you know, if that's the case, then I'm just going to watch it for Tom Hardy's acting and. That's how I'll judge it. Yeah. It, the thing, the one thing I heard, well, maybe we should wait till next week. So yeah, I'll, let's wait to talk know, shit on a movie. Yeah. I'll wait till next <laughs> week. So, but so yeah, we're, we're going to be seeing a lot of these uh, big movies. I feel like just coming out. I mean, the, the Cannes film film festival was supposed to be this month, which takes place in France. We're supposed to get a whole lineup of movies. I mean, there's so many movies South by Southwest that was earlier or that was supposed to be earlier. Like all these big, all these movies coming out in these film festivals just need like a place to go now. And I think we're just going to be seeing at least in the coming months, just all these new movies just being um, just kind of released. Cause even on Disney plus Artemis Fowl, uh, mm-hmm. that's a big movie that's now being released, I believe next month on the, on the platform. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it, it's definitely a crazy like new conversation, right? I mean, if we're going to stick with the news, I mean, we could pivot to the Oscars likely being delayed because of these kinds of uh, kinds of like situations, you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's it's going to be a weird Oscar season. I mean, they might not even they might not even have it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if nothing's in actual theaters and their hard stance, you know, on streaming services and these types of movies not being entered into, you know, categories, it's like because they've dug their heels in, they now can't really dig themselves out. So they might, you know, be in a position where they might not even have the Oscars this year. Yeah, it's it's definitely definite possibility. Yeah, it's been talked about of what they're going to do might be. Um, there's talk about how the Oscars might open up the ballot to movies that were streaming just for this year. I think we might have mentioned that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So yeah, whole whole uh, things are changing, and uh, there's just so much uncertainty still at the movie theaters of what's going to happen. Um. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll know soon enough. We'll know. So. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like the only other maybe news thing to talk about was, uh, I mean, I feel like we've been talking about Star Wars the past few weeks, but like, there's been so much news dropping for, uh, the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited cause it was, uh, announced that, um, justified star Timothy Oliphant is, uh, he was cast, um, in Mandalorian. He's going to be playing this character called. Cobb Vanth, who apparently made his debut in the Aftermath book series. 
Um, and all we, I don't want to get too much into it, but um, apparently uh, he is a self-appointed sheriff on a Tatooine-based settlement called Freetown. Uh, and he wears Boba Fett's armor. Apparently, Dude, it was... this sounds cool, man. This sounds so cool. I'm reading along with you. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was scavenged from the wreckage um, after the events of Return of the Jedi. So I don't want to read much more because I don't want to know too yeah. much about his character. Um, but it, it's interesting because last week we talked about uh, Tamara uh, Tamara Morrison is returning as the role of Jango Fett, uh, or sorry, as the role of Boba Fett. He's been cast as Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, who originated? Who was originally the role of uh, Jango Fett in Star Wars: Attack of the Clones? Um, so uh, this is going to be pretty cool. I'm really excited to see uh, who he is. He's um, how I don't want to go into spoilers from the Mandalorian. I know a lot of us have watched it already, but there was a there was a mysterious character that showed up in one episode, and now there is actually big speculation that it's actually this guy. Uh, that shows up. So, um, so otherwise, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts here? Where are you excited? Because I'm a huge fan of, fan of Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Um, yeah, big fan of his. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm reading, and uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Timothy Oliphant. A- everything he's in, I think he plays a really great role in. Um, I yeah, mean, I'd, wa- I'd watch yeah. anything he's in, even if it's a big piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, wasn't he in? Um, Oh, God. oh, you didn't. You didn't get the quote. Never mind. It oh was, no, it was an Entourage quote. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you watch? Wait, did you watch Entourage? I can't remember. Yeah, I did, and actually, I started rewatching it uh, like two weeks ago. We got through season one. Oh really? Oh awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so in its time. Funny. Oh dude, it is, and oh, it's, it's so like I watch it, and the first season. I'm like I fucking hate drama and turtle. Oh, like I just don't like them. Oh, what? Oh, I love them so much. My nickname was Turtle in college. People thought I looked like them. Yeah, but I just yeah. like I'm watching. I'm like, God, these guys are such like, m- like mooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're oh yeah, they're total yeah, they're then, totally mooching off of them. And then I watch Ari Gold, and I'm like, no way, this character would ever be made today in a television show. Oh no, absolutely. This guy not, is the yeah. definition of just horrible. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, well, even that entire show, like, it's like what they do in a lot. Like, it's it's very mm-hmm. it's all womanizing. Like, it's all a lot yeah. of it's eye candy. Like, uh, that show would not be made today. Like, one hundred percent. Like, because yeah. re- I rewatched season one not too long ago, and yeah, it was. I was like, yeah, this man, this is not. This would not get made today. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking hilarious but uh yeah so i i mean this just keeps getting me more and more excited about mandalorian just hearing this kind of news and you know if he's gonna be wearing boba fett's armor or whatever i mean shit i want to see that scene yeah like how do they get the armor like yeah give me that please yeah so otherwise uh i mean there hasn't been a lot of big uh news stories i mean it seems like a lot of um a lot of people are just prepping to like get back into production um, and just mm-hmm. trying to get things going. So, uh, but that's it for, I think the news today uh, that we'll talk about that. Uh, I do want to get into what we've been watching. Uh, Eric and I have a few things and then we're going to end on one show that we've been, uh, we both kind of just binge this weekend and that is prop culture. So we're going to end on prop mm-hmm. culture, the Disney plus exclusive. Um, before we get there, I want to start doing this thing. This is going to be a surprise to you, but I have like a movie club with mm-hmm. my uh, coworkers. Uh, we we always every two weeks we pick a new movie. Uh, I I I have the system that was created a while ago by another coworker where like we one person chooses four movies, uh, and then people get to rate like which one they want to watch the most, uh, and then each like most uh mo- the movie you want to watch the most gets four points the least amount of movie or the movie you want to watch the least gets one point so like when you vote and you do the survey like it kind of uh adds all the points together and whatever movie has the highest amount of points it gets picked so every two weeks we pick a new movie we watch it and we discuss it so i want to start like just saying which movie we're going to watch 
Uh, and then maybe you and then maybe the listeners can go out and like watch this movie because um, it's always on like a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week it is the um, it's, this is like a thriller slash horror. It's called Coherence. Have you heard of it? Coherence. Coherence. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it came out. It came out in 2013, and the uh, synopsis says: Strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead. Um, so I think this is like kind of like a thriller, like mind fuckery type movie. What's um, it on? Streaming uh, so it is actually streaming on both Hulu and Prime Video right now. So you have two options to watch it. So um, uh, I will – I'm not going to talk about it next episode, but in two weeks uh, I'll be talking about it a bit on what uh, for things that I've been watching. So uh, Coherence, uh, that is the movie that I'll be watching. So Eric, if you're up for the challenge, watch it uh, in the next couple weeks and we can discuss it. So Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add it to my list, Coherence. Yeah, coherence. So uh, it's hopefully it's to... about aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, really excited. So yeah, I'm going to tell the audience. I'm going to challenge you to watch this movie in the next couple of weeks. So then, when Eric and I talk about it uh, in two weeks' time, uh, you'll have watched it and you can kind of follow along. So we're not going to do like a spoiler review of it, but just like our quick thoughts. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. So let's get to what we've been watching. So Eric, I only have one other thing besides prop culture. So why don't uh, why don't we just start with you? What what do you got going on? Uh, all right. So uh, I'm not going to go into it too much, but the last dance uh, finished, and uh, the last two episodes just aired this past Sunday. So I finished that up. Um, you know, uh, I'm not as huge of a fan of basketball or sports as my my brother Matt, who was on the podcast uh, about a week ago. But the Last Dance, I mean, you know, Z, you got to watch it. I mean, just just for like the story of Michael Jordan and like just like the amount of footage that they have and the people that they have on and the documentary talking about stuff. It's like. It's literally 10 hours of just, like, craziness. I mean, the Dennis Rodman episode alone is, like, incredible. Like, there's a whole episode designated to Dennis Rodman. Uh-huh. Like, right. and he needs more than one episode. <laughs> like, dude, it's, it's like, really good. It's really well done. Does like, it I talk think... about, does it talk about when he was in the movie Simon Says? No, but it talks about how he literally left during the finals the 98 finals. Wait, I hold on. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know. Oh, okay. I literally don't know. So, <laughs> all right, well then fine. So, uh, <laughs> I was just joking. Uh, around you. Simon says yeah, no, it's no. a terrible movie that came out in the late nineties starring Dennis Rodman. Uh, Dan cook was in that too, which is kind of funny. It uh, might've brought it up in the episode. I can't remember. Yeah. There's just so much crazy yeah. shit with that guy. All right. So, so here, here, here's, here's what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. Make, I have to fold my laundry tonight. Oh, I will watch the first episode as I fold my laundry just to kind right. of kick things off for it. So Yeah, and it'll get it in your queue. Yeah. I'm like, huh, okay. I'm going right. watch this. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, so that, um, I'm really far behind on this, but I watched the first episode of American Horror Story Murder House last night. and That's um, the first season of American yeah. Horror Story. Yeah, yeah, season one. So season one, Murder House, and I, I watched the first episode, and that episode, like, just, it just, like, creeps you the fuck out, and it's it's a really well-done show. Like I was telling you before we came on, it's, like, it almost feels like, like, a, like a normal, like, movie budget kind of horror movie, like uh, The Conjuring or Insidious or something like that, so... Really well done. Uh, acting's really good. Uh, definitely going to continue to watch it. So if uh, yeah, that, you're not behind like me. <laughs> well, I mean, the good thing Start is watching. like there's not – there are some slight connections with like the seasons but barely. So it's like – I mean, you're not behind. You're just – well, I mean, I guess you are. But I mean – uh, each season is so different from each other. Mm-hmm. There's like a new theme, so it's, it's it's an anthology series. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, season one of American Horror Story is definitely the best one. Um, 
of them all, there's, I mean, there's, I think all nine seasons now. Um, and to me, I just haven't, I didn't li- I haven't liked an, a season of it as much as the yeah, murder house. That one is just really, really good. Um, it's crazy how it's on FX. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I mean, FX gets away with a lot. They've always been getting away yeah. with a lot for years. Yeah. And now they have FXX, which I think allows for them to kind of curse and do whatever on their channel. Yeah, it's just like a sub or like an additional channel. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um. Yeah. What yeah, else? I mean, Anything else was, about it? Uh, no. I mean, just just like a really well done show, and I'm actually, uh, I'm probably gonna watch another episode or, or two tonight when we're done recording. Nice. Um, well, you, you just reminded me because um, Netflix, uh, it was just announced, I think, today that uh, remember the show Hannibal? Uh, yeah. From a couple of years or from, I think, 2013, starring Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, I think James DR. No, not James DR. I forget his, his name. Um, but uh, that's coming to Netflix. Dude, that was a great show. I think I watched the first two seasons when it was on. What was it on originally? Dude, it was on like C- NBC. It was yeah, NBC. Yeah, was it NBC? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't, dude. So this was a show that should have been on Netflix or on FX or something like that. Yeah. This show was brutal. Like, and I'm like, how is they getting away with this on? Um, like, how are they getting away with this on NBC? Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, he cuts a dude's like. Never mind. Yeah, so I'm, dude, I'm. It's funny. I'm actually with you. I don't know why. I watched the first two seasons as well, and then I remember watching like the first episode of the third season, and then like I stopped for some reason. I don't know, but I never went back to it. But dude, season two was legit one of the best seasons of television I have ever watched mm-hmm. in my entire life. That I just remember that season being so good. Um, like I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the ratings for that season on IMDb, all like just incredible, all like nines across the board. Hell the, yeah. the, the season finale, the season finale of that, uh, season, uh, 9.9, which is like super rare to get on IMDb. Um, just a fantastic show. Uh, and I really, I'm, re- I'm excited that it's coming back to Netflix so I could finally finish it. I'm probably going to rewatch it. Uh, and then finish watch season three because that show's so good. So really excited for that to come to Netflix. And I suggest everyone watch Hannibal uh, when it comes out. So and Hannibal, of course, meaning yeah. Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs, uh, mm-hmm. f- played famous by Anthony Hopkins. Uh, so this is Matt Mickelson that plays him, who is Doctor or not not Doctor Strange. He was uh, <laughs> the villain in Doctor Strange. I can't remember his. Oh, name, that's though. right. He was the villain in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he played Lashif in Casino Royale. Just an all-around, just phenomenal actor. He's um, one of the best uh, villains, I think, in the new Bond. Oh yeah, Daniel sure. Craig, like for sure. <laughs> like, and the fact that they opened up with him, I mean, is yep. like uh, it's crazy. It's a testament to that kind of series, I guess you'll, you should yeah. call it. So, yeah, so it's coming in June. I forget when, but highly recommend it. Uh, Sorry. June 5th. June 5th? All right. Well, yeah. there you go. So I'll definitely be re-watching that. Um, sorry I interrupted. I'm, I'm going off on weird tangents, but this is free roam. This is what this is all about. Yeah, no, roam, I mean, know? dude, I'm I'm really excited for this to come out on Netflix because I, I want to re-watch it. Like, and, I'm, I'm, and, then, uh, and then it looks like that they're doing another spinoff series, too. I don't know if you know about this. called Clarice. No. Which is set to be a year after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, really? So Clarice, uh, meaning... Um, the Clarice character- Starling, yeah, Cl- yeah. Clarice Starling, yeah. Okay. So she's getting a spinoff. I think it's... Uh, CBS is going to do it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just give us more like television. <laughs> yeah. I have cool. to say, I didn't, uh, I didn't like the new season of X Files though. Like when they brought that back, I heard like, it was not great. Good. Yeah, I heard it yeah. was not that good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jillian Anderson, she was in Hannibal as well, uh, mm-hmm. who was in X Files. Yeah. Cool, cool. Anything else? What? Are you... Sorry, going on a tangent. Anything else you've been watching? Uh, I watched the director and the Jedi. Oh yeah, that's right. What'd you think? Yeah. Dude, I really, uh, <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, it, it really gives you insights into, um, 
um, what the what the fuck's his name? Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ryan Johnson. It gives you insight into like his thought process of the movie, mm-hmm. and it almost makes you understand the movie like so much better. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> it pisses me off even more about Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, yo. He had a clear path here. Like Yeah, and they just like were like, no, we're not gonna do whatever. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to spend the podcast talking about Last Jedi and Star Wars again or whatever, but this was a a, a great documentary and a really good behind the scenes. Um you know, it, it you you have the actors and actresses in there kind of talking and stuff and you know, I mean, it's really funny because Mark Hamill is in there like first time he comes on screen and he's like, yeah, I did not agree with what he wanted <laughs> yep. to do with this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, no, uh, this isn't what I would do for Luke Skywalker. Uh, yeah. But you know what? This is what they hired me for and I'm going to do it. So <laughs> Exactly. It was like, all right, and we're off. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, okay, well now convince me otherwise. You yeah. Know? And, I, and it kind of did. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I really, I, I want to rewatch it after having watched uh, the Skywalker legacy because they, there's such like a big difference between the two movies. Cause like, or the two documentaries. Cause like the sky, the Skywalker one, the Skywalker legacy is about like the, the love of like all these people coming together and like putting this movie. But like, the last Jedi documentary, their director in the Jedi was about just Ryan Johnson himself for the most part, just like him coming, overcoming all these challenges that he had to do to create this movie, you know? Um, so yeah, you should definitely watch uh, the Skywalker legacy to see the comparison. Um, and yeah, I don't want to continue with the rise of Skywalker conversation, but yeah, I rewatched it this weekend cause I got the 4k Blu-ray in Blu-ray in and uh, yeah, man, that, I I feel like I just keep hating it every time I watch it. Just yeah. I'm gonna leave it there. I'll leave it there. So yeah, you, you know what's funny? I was talking to Ryan about like the movies, obviously, like yesterday or something, and uh, we were talking about like the prequel series and the sequel series and everything, and it's almost like George Lucas should have been smart enough to do the sequel series back then when he did the prequels. Yeah, because he had you know. Hamill, um, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher, like, kind of younger. So, like, we would have been able to get a sequel series that we wanted. And then now today, with a lot better CGI and, you know, you could have really picked any actors in it. Really, he could have did the prequel series. So, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, hindsight 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that would have I been wish. a much better bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people hate on the prequels but we've talked about it how yeah it's just it had a coherent storyline the prequels so it did for the most part for the most part but like it had a beginning and a great end so Mm -hmm. anyways i don't want to go off on uh star wars but no 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 me neither me neither any any anything else uh you you, what you've been watching uh well last night i kind of watched the beauty and the beast live action to like before i fell asleep oh yeah what'd you think uh, you know, it's the second time I've watched it and I have to say it's a lot better movie than what I thought it was the first time I watched it. Okay. Right. Like a lot better movie. Like almost like it's like I did have like one gripe with it, but I was kind of convinced otherwise, like why I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> so Yeah. I'll have to give it a rewatch because yeah, I wasn't like I thought it was fine. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, there's like two things, right? Like they, the one thing is that the director doesn't give a shit about accents, like people (laughs) that speak French accents, and then there's just like straight up American accents, (laughs) like like Belle is speaking like English accent. Her dad has an American accent, and everybody else is French and. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I um, and then I, the only other issue I kind of had was like Gaston and the casting of, um, I can't remember his name right Luke, now. And Luke it, Evans. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have a problem with him. It's just Gaston's like a big dude, but then you have to also think like at the time period, like there wasn't like, 
the mountain back then probably yeah like malnourished so exactly (laughs) you're (laughs) not gonna get these like big buff dudes yeah so it's a more realistic take and um you know i mean the the movie the movie's beautiful like you know i really actually liked all the new songs that they incorporated into it other than the lion king like new songs they tried to do and, and, and you know i mean from my like in my opinion right now i think it's the best live action adaptation out of all of the ones they've done so far oh interesting yeah did you see so my favorite one which i think is the best is cinderella have you seen that one Mm-mm. oh you you yeah. and uh you and your girlfriend yeah. should watch that one that one is to me the best one it's really good need to request that yeah <laughs> Uh huh. Well, if it's on Disney Plus, so it's on. It's on Disney oh, Plus. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. So you should be able Yo, to. Do you know that there are some Marvel movies that aren't on Disney Plus? Yeah, there's still stuff with the rights and everything like that, which mm-hmm. is yeah, kind of weird. But um, I mean, at least I think it's on Disney Plus. I'm gonna check real quick. But yeah, that one is just so good. I, I don't know what it is. Starring Lily James. Uh, oh, it's actually not on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is on TNT. So if you download the TNT app and put in your Fios or Optimum, Optimum. login, whatever you have, you can watch it. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll have to download the TNT app. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, Cinderella is good. So, well, cool. Thanks for sharing what you've been watching. I just have one thing before we get to prop culture. Well, it's technically three, but it's I'm talking about it as a whole. So I, I talked last week about how I was watching the Before trilogy. I just so want to, yeah, this is the um, Before trilogy by Richard Linklater, directed all three. This is Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, this is one of the best trilogies I've ever seen. Like, this is... A, a perfect trilogy of series that there was so much patience, I think, just put into it. Because um, before Sunrise, uh, now all these movies, they both star Ethan Hawke and Julie Depley. Hopefully I'm saying that name, last Ethan name right. Ethan Hawke, of course. Yeah, she she's a French actress, uh, French-American. Um, but Before Sunrise came out in 94. Five, I believe, um, came out in 1995, uh, and then Before Sunset came out in 2004, and Before Midnight came out in 2013. So, uh, this takes, uh, yeah, well, it takes place over the course of 18 years. Mm-hmm. And what's so fascinating is like you pick up with these characters uh, at different points in their life, and we kind of see just like how optimistic they are while they're young because like the, the deal is like they meet on a train in Vienna uh, mm-hmm. and then like they decide to just like, he's about to fly back to the United States the next day and they have like one night. So they have to, they have before sunrise to like kind of just be with each other and like talk and chat and stuff like that. Um, so it's fun to see how optimistic they are while they're young. And then, over the course, they grow up in these movies and they their lives are changing and you see what they they deal with uh, as like adults. They, you see them go through like kind of midlife crises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's just so interesting because a lot of the, these or all, all three of these movies, for the most part, take place in real time, um, almost real time. Whereas before Sunset, the second movie uh, takes place entirely in real time. It is an 80 minute movie and it takes place in real time. And it's so fascinating watching these two people talk. Is um, it, does it feel like it's like one shot or is it like cuts and stuff? No, 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 definitely not one shot. Um, and there's, there's cuts in it, but there are, are some of the, the best long, like they, there's some really, really great long continuous shots. So there are some like sequences that like, Last for I don't know five ten maybe fifteen minutes I don't know Holy and it's shit. and it's just it's just the two of them talking mm-hmm. like just discussing things about love life politics uh, existential crisis whatever it is, whatever it is and it just feels so real and natural like I'm part of the conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what makes it just so fascinating just hearing them talk. 
Um, all three of them are just fantastic films. And uh, I, I think the last one is the best. And the second one is my, my next. And then before sunrise is my least favorite, which, but it's still a phenomenal movie. Um, it just gets better over time. Um, and the, the, the settings are spectacular. The first movie takes place in Vienna. The second mm-hmm. movie is in Paris. And the third one is in Greece. Um, but it, they're just, they're so good. They're just fantastic character studies. They're unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I'm, I'm so happy that I'm finally watching these movies because they're, this trilogy is, is just so like beloved by so many people and just movies that I've been meaning to watch for a really long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I finally got a, a chance to just kind of sit down and watch them. And honestly, like, I think the right way to watch it is not to like binge them. Like maybe like I, I wouldn't say watching them all in like a week. Like I feel like they're actually, it's really good to space them out from each other. So they so, sit with you a bit. So they sit with you a bit. Exactly. So like yeah. I, I watched before sunrise, like a few weeks back. And then I watched before sunset um, last week or so. Then I watched before midnight last night. I wish I gave myself a bit more time, but like, mm-hmm. I honestly think like maybe watch one, take like two, three weeks off, watch the second one. Then like another two, three weeks, watch the third one. Like Eric, I highly recommend, I think you and uh, you and Nina should totally watch these. I think it, they're really great films to, to watch together with like with a loved one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, but, I, I, I really like, I'm definitely going to watch them, but like, I really want to say, Ethan Hawke is such an underappreciated actor. Mm-hmm. Like his commitment to roles, to movies, to these long spaced films of continuity. Like it's like he did this. He did. Didn't he do boyhood that took place yeah. over 10 same, years? Same director. Yeah. 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 Like he, he just like, like, and, and every other movie that he's in that you kind of know him for, he he does an incredible job. Like, have you ever seen um, uh, Predestination? Yeah, yeah, great movie, dude. Yeah, great movie, and all that is is just him talking. Like, yeah, it's such a like he is such a you'll, great actor. You'll love him even more watching these movies. Like, it's incredible the 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 work that both of them do uh, in this. So. All right, I'm in. Yeah. So Sunrise was actually written by Richard Linklater and then uh, Kim Krasan. And then I keep hitting my mic. Sorry. Um, And then uh, Before Sunset and Midnight were were written by Linklater, as well as uh, Julie Depley and Ethan Hawke. Uh, And they were actually nominated for an Oscar for Best Writing for Before Midnight. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Great, great films. Beautiful films. Uh, I I can't recommend them enough. And I'm just, yeah, so glad I finally got this. There's a really nice box set from the Criterion Collection uh, Mm -hmm. that I'm, I I don't care how much it is. I'm going to spend it, the money on it because it's a beautiful set and uh, just phenomenal movies. So. Hey, I, uh, I wanted to ask you something before we pivot to prop culture. Yeah. Are you still watching uh, those shows on Quibi? Uh, actually, good question. Um, no, I I, <laughs> I fell off. <laughs> oh no! So not that interesting, I guess. Or... Well, I mean, to be honest, most most dangerous game. I was actually really interested in, but like when I'm walking the dog, like it's usually like during the daytime, and then sometimes it's just way too sunny for me to want to watch it on my phone because the ref- the glare and the reflection on my phone like mm-hmm. that's the real that's really the only time I would watch Quibi like I don't I I just don't feel like sitting down watching it like on the couch so like I don't know <laughs> yeah so I kind of I kind of stopped um and I yeah, I just I don't really I don't have much of a desire to go back to it uh for right, right now so um yeah. <laughs> okay sorry well, no I mean that's hey it. That's as that's as honest as it gets. Well, the sun glare, so I can't really watch it. <laughs> Dude, it's the honest truth, man. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, like I was watching the episodes. I'm like, uh, it's too sunny out. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't watch. It, so. That's funny uh, as hell. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. so all right, let's get the prop culture. Oh, actually, real quick, uh, 
just to end before the before trilogy, uh, you can watch before sunrise and sunset on the Roku channel. So if you have a Roku streaming device, you can watch it there. Um, and then before midnight is on the IMDb TV app. Those are free apps. They, they do have ads. So that's, if you want to watch them, you have to watch them over there. So FYI. All right. So, which isn't that bad. No, you know, I've watched a few things on the IMDb, uh, app. Yeah, same. I watched, I think, yeah. like one or two movies on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get the Prop Culture, which is a show that uh, premiered on Disney Plus a few weeks ago. Uh, it was uh, created and also kind of stars uh, Daniel Lanigan. Uh, this is a docu-series, uh, and that this is a show that Daniel Lanigan has been had. He's had in the works for a while, uh, and it is just a show that is just so lovely. I love this show. That's, that's the best way to describe yeah. it. Like this guy Dan Lanigan is just such like a he's just like a warm character. Yeah. Like a, a character. He's like a warm person. Yeah. You know? And so, uh everything about this show just like emits that. Yeah. So so uh, before we give our thoughts and I want to describe the show. So uh prop culture is all about uh Daniel Lanigan kind of kinda of, kinda of like hunting down and uh, talking with filmmakers over the past of like all the, all these Disney movies and talking about the props from those movies. The, Daniel Langan has been collecting movie props for a very long time now. He has a, a huge collection, which he does not disclose the, what, how much he has in his collection, but he says that he wants to possibly make a museum at some oh point with it. So you know who this guy is? I don't. I've never heard of him before. Here, I've just been researching him uh, okay. after I watched the show, I've been doing some research. I actually listened to a podcast that he was on today with one of my favorite Disney podcasts. Uh, he was on the WDW radio show. Um, so he, I should send it to you. It was a really good podcast talking about him or okay. him talking about himself. Um, but he's been doing it for years, been collecting movie props and just been hunting them down and finding real things. He says, I won't ruin the podcast if you want to talk about it, but uh, he's, yeah, he's found some really cool things, but he's, yeah, he's had this show for a while, um, that he's just been really wanting to do. And he pitched it to Disney plus and they picked it up. Uh, and here we are. And this is just a phenomenal show. Um, so Erica, like what would you think of prop culture? Uh, well, overall thoughts on it. I mean, it's just one of those shows that, um, you know, you're watching it and it's as interesting as it is like heartwarming, you know, because, you know, yeah, I mean, this guy yeah. kind of it, 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 you know, they have some really well-known movies in this first season, you know, I mean, and we can go into it and, you know, some props are ones that he's like, I guess he's going to, to look at and observe. And then other props I think are like his or whatever. And he'll bring Mm -hmm. them to the character and kind of like, uh, I guess reintroduce the character with this prop of this movie that they were in from like some 30, 40 years ago. And you just see the reaction of the person. And like, it's almost like you watch them instantaneously, like relive this moment of their life as they're like, holding it or or whatever you know and you're just like wow you know like it's just like it's so nice to watch because as much as these movies mean to us as viewers they mean 10 tenfold a hundredfold to the people that actually like uh participated in them and and then like they've then became like part of history in in a way like like a movie like Mary Poppins or or Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that that like they go into in this season it's like it's like a really great show and it's very very easy to binge like oh, i yeah. think uh, <laughs> i think we watched it all in in one or two nights i think and and we were done with it yeah you know same yeah i watched it uh friday night and saturday no saturday yeah. and sunday i watched it sorry yeah yeah, this I think what I, I liked about this show is like it's not a like he wanted to make the show not about like what this stuff is worth, um, like the financials of it, but like, mm-hmm. but he wanted it to be about the love that these people have for these things and like what makes these movie props so important. Um, 
And it's cool because you see him discuss the props from all these different movies. Like you said, Mary Poppins. Uh, they did Tron. Uh, my favorite episode was Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, but Not even, the Pirates of the Caribbean one? That wasn't your favorite? I you know, I really like that one. But for some reason, just seeing the love that these people made for the, the Nightmare Before Christmas, like mm-hmm. the props that they made was just fantastic. And then I don't want to spoil it, but like, the one thing that that guy had up high up on his shelf, that really big, uh, um, uh, that really big display that he had uh, from right before Christmas. You remember what I'm talking about? It's. Uh, I don't want to say because I don't want to ruin it for the don't show. Don't say it. Don't say it. But yeah. go ahead. Just say what yeah, you want to say. But like when I saw that, I was just like, oh my god, that is just amazing. Oh, <laughs> that this guy still has this, and uh, yeah, just even I even cared about like the epi- like the movies that like I had no interest of. So like the Chronicles of Narnia is an episode, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. I didn't care much about the movie, but like mm-hmm. that episode was awesome. Like, yeah, I didn't even see the movie. I didn't see yeah. the movie and I watched it and I'm like, I kind of want to watch the movie now. Exactly. That's, that's the feeling that this guy, Dan is trying to evoke. It's like, you mm-hmm. want to go and watch these movies now. Like every single one of every time that episode ended, I'm like, I want to go watch Mary Poppins, man. I want to go watch Tron. I've never seen Tron. I've seen Tron legacy, the sequel. I've never seen the original Tron, but like, uh, you're probably better off. <laughs> I know. I heard it's, I heard it's not great. So. It's not the best. Tron legacy is a, an incredible movie. Yeah. So much, so much symbolism and undertones in that movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah but yeah, prop culture, it, you just learn so much about like the filmmaking, like mm-hmm. the Roger rabbit episode was fantastic. Just learning about the different things that they had to do to even create that movie and some of the set props and mechanics that they did. Um, that film won an Oscar. I didn't even know that. Oh, did it? Yeah. But like it, it just like watching that episode on Who Framed Roger Rabbit made me kind of like remember and realize how much that movie and how the effects in that movie still hold up today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like better than some CGI that we got like 10 years after that movie was even made. It's like. And how they filmed it and everything was like crazy, like the car, like so oh ridiculous. yeah, the whole car thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is one of the my favorite shows I've watched in a while, just because I I absolutely love watching the behind the scenes on movies. And we've past few episodes we've been talking about the the two sky or the two Star Wars documentaries mm-hmm. um i love behind the scenes that's why i still like to buy blu-rays to, because i like watching all the behind, behind the scenes stuff and like this just gives you more insight of behind the scenes movies and then just seeing these people talk about the different props and like what they had to do um to make things work uh and it's just it's so neat i am just so happy that i i watched this um and i honestly i can't wait for more (laughs) yeah i i honestly i can't wait for more and we kind of stumbled across this show on disney plus um we were like trying to figure out what we were going to watch one night and then we came across this one we came across imagineering which is something else that we want to watch you gotta watch that yeah um and then there's like another show so it's like you know i remember when disney plus was kind of coming out and we were talking about it and talking about the content that was going to be on it and everything like that. And it's making me very happy that we're seeing these kinds of shows, you know, because this is kind of stuff that I didn't know I wanted or uh, didn't know I needed. And now I want it, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, please, you know, like you said, keep giving me this like behind the scenes stuff. And um, it's so funny because I'll never forget when I bought the dark Knight on Blu-ray I think I that was the first time, and then from then on, I, I did it uh, every time after that. But that was the first time I watched the special features before I watched the movie. Mm, and yeah. the special features for that movie is like two and a half hours worth of content. So I don't even think I got to the movie the day I bought the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, this, this, this show is just so special. Um and I, I, I can't wait for more. And yeah, Dan Lanigan, he, he really wants to 
do movies that like aren't Disney. Like that's that like he was just trying to like make a show because one of his favorite movies is like Blade Runner and and mm-hmm. he, he discusses talks about that and like he like Disney used to like or they I guess they still own the Touchstone Pictures where they have like those rated R movies, but like he couldn't do that. He had to do more uh just yeah more of those those disney films that we all love um yeah honey i shrunk the kids yeah honey i shrunk the kids was a cool one you know yeah he's there's there's still plenty more to do like Mm -hmm. there's a lot um so um i don't i don't know if i have much more to say about this i'm glad that we both kind of binge this over the weekend i guess the, this is kind of our main review we we right you start you started watching it you said it was really good um and i was like all right let me let me check it out i watched like no no joke i was actually gonna skip mary poppins and the tron episode just because mm-hmm. i like mary poppins i actually watched as a kid but i didn't care much for it i have not watched that as an adult but i do want to re go back and rewatch it um but I was going to skip those episodes and go to episode three, uh, which was Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was like, you know what? Let me just start from the beginning. And after watching the Mary Poppins episode, I'm like, oh, my God, this show is just I I, I just love just seeing what he was doing with with the show and how he's interacting with the people. I'm like, yeah, this is I'm sold. I want to watch every single episode now. For me, um, it was that jacket, that jacket scene. Oh yes, you know? yep. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's that was what did so. It for me. Yep, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> that. Was, I'm getting, I'm getting kind of chills just thinking about it because that was really heartwarming and just seeing that. Yeah, yeah. And like that was the scene where I'm like, wow, this is a great show. Because like, it, it, you know, I mean, I I watched Mary Poppins, but I didn't really like. It didn't hit me like other movies did. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Yep. And exactly. I'm like, yeah. and that's the one I'm starting with. And I'm like, dude, if this guy can get me like interested in mary poppins i'm yeah. like I, i'm in for the rest of your for the rest of your show like yeah i'm just gonna watch everything now you know <laughs> for sure yeah. so i mean definitely a really good really good guy you know like mm-hmm. and you know to see a guy like him that has a lot of props and and kind of history like this it makes you feel good about it whereas you know i'm sure a lot of things that we would think are cool or cherish or whatever are probably in some private collection and, and like, we'll never see it again. Whereas you get a guy like this, he respects it so much and wants to like share it, you know? So it's like, it's Mm -hmm. good that you have a guy like him who has such a passion for collecting these kind of objects and, and understanding the history and the worth of them and uh, like the worth in the sense of like it, it being main, maintained, not like the monetary value of it. No, for sure. Yeah, he he honestly truly does respect um, all this, and uh, I yeah I can't yeah I can't wait for hopefully there's more in, in the future. So, um, but that's all I have here. That it's funny because I don't know how, but. On, I, I was just watching, I, I usually go put on YouTube when I go to sleep, and uh, there was a video that was recommended to me that reminds me a lot of this show, but there's a YouTube channel, it has 19,000 subscribers, uh, it's called Beyond the Backlot, um, and yeah, <laughs> I watched one episode, and I'm like, I'm already sold on on this. It's pretty much just um, this guy. I, I have to look at his other videos, but yeah, he talks about different locations, but he also visits um, different locations. Uh, like he goes on location of some some episodes. Like I watched an episode where he goes to uh, Oregon to where the Fumi, uh, the Goonies were filmed. Yeah, this is um, cool. He goes to like where the Jurassic Park was filmed. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got Back to the Future. It looks like he he's only gone to uh, on location four times, but uh, mm-hmm. I watched the Goonies episode and it was great. It was tw- like twelve minutes long, but I'm like he 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 got to interview the director Richard Donner. So I was like. That's pretty dope that he even got to do this. So that's beyond the backlot on YouTube. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to watch some more stuff out. He has a podcast as well that um, mm-hmm. I'll have to check out. So um, 
Cool. Any anything else in prop culture? Otherwise, we can uh, bring this show to a close. Uh, no, no, that's all I got, man. Definitely go out and watch this show on Disney Plus, and you know, I mean, give this one a watch, and then um, I'm definitely going to dive into uh, the Imagineering story, and yeah. then also Disney Insider. Oh yeah, I do want to check that one out. The uh, the Disney Insider one. Yeah. Yeah, and I got to still watch Ma- uh, Gallery. For the oh yeah i haven't watched that yet yeah that that's really good too so all right well eric where can we find you uh just on my instagram not your average accountant all right you can find me at matt zabita but uh make sure you are subscribing to the podcast you could do that on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher anchor or however you listen to podcasts and if you can please leave a review to really help out the show leave those five stars over on apple podcasts uh you can find me on letterbox.com slash zebs z-e-e-b-s you can see everything that i'm watching over there because i do watch some things and i don't mention them on the show uh just because of time. Um, but uh, you can check out my other Dizzy podcast at excesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and then if you want to shoot us an email or leave any comments, you can hit us up at what you think podcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, until next time, Eric, I'll see you then. Mm-hmm.